Hello, and welcome to Boss Talks, a weekly podcast where we chat with the bosses of the multifamily industry. Who are these bosses? They might be a manager of many, a leader with no title, or just passionate about what they do. Join our host, Evan Happel, Director of Marketing at Community Boss, as he talks with this week's guest. Kendra, I really appreciate you jumping on real quick. So you've known Ty a while. Any stories? She's not here, so we might as well tell a good story before she jumps on. (laughs) Let me just tell you, like, Ty Ty is just an She's a ball of fire. She is just amazing. And just she walks into a room and she's one of a few people that i noticed in my life that in this industry like there's been people out there that you always notice but ty is a blazer like and not a blazer you put in but like she is a trailblazer she is out there she is making connections she is not afraid to be herself i love her whole entire oh my gosh and her outfits Everybody who is listening or rewatches this and me talking about her outfits is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. They, I mean, she is always on point. She is always dressed to the nines. She always, she has fabulous style. And in addition to that, she is such a hard worker and she has so many different projects going on and she She gives back to the community. She does so much with 401k charities and I've been blessed to have been partnered with her and been able to have sat alongside her during the Arkansas Apartment Association part of that for the last couple of years. Sad that this is my presidential year, but I get to do the past president next year. So I'll get to still stay stay involved a little bit. But yeah, I love Ty. She's great. Beautiful. It's basically like you just introduced her because she just showed up, everybody. Ty is in the building. We're in the studio. We'll call it the studio. It is the studio. Boss Talk Studio. Kendra, I really do appreciate you jumping on. If you want to hold tight, I'm going to bring Ty in. This is Boss Talks. I'm your host, Evan Happel, with Community Boss. It's time to bring the star of the show, Ty, guest number 33 of Boss Talks. And here we go. Hello. Hello. So I... Kendra jumped on. She gave a little bit of love to you. She shared a little bit of passion. Basically, we decided she's going to be a future guest. So, yes, thank you so much, Kendra, for hopping on. I am not camera ready, but I said, I always talk about you being like, you're just your style, and look how you showed up. Me and my shirt. I am not. Let me tell you something. That's why I got my glasses on. I don't have a lick of makeup on. Kendra and I saw Evan, Kendra and I talked about this today. We were 100% sure that this was happening at 4 o'clock Central Standard Time. And when you called me, so Evan calls and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm on at 4 o'clock. He's like, no, you're on now. I was like. (laughs) Thank you so so much, Kendra, for jumping on. And again, we will be talking. We will for sure get you on the show. Okay, thank you. All right. All right. <laughs> bye, 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 Kendra. Thank you, Kendra. You're welcome. All right. Here we are. Ty, yes. she made it. Here she is. Thank you for everybody that stuck with us. We do have an audience. So make sure, Ty, make sure you're looking at those comments. You got Yes, definitely. You got fans on the show today, and they are here to hear from you and support you. And I love it. It's great. 
You know what? I am excited to be here, Evan. Even talking to you, this is part about being a boss for everybody that's out there. We have to improvise, things happen. I'm a mom right. also. So even when I told you I would be home in 20 minutes, my child's school calls me, says he's having a whole meltdown. And could I stop and pick him up? So I had to do that also before I was able to even get back to my home office. Talk about being a boss. Yes, yes. Like your bio said, you are a mom, you're a wife, you're an executive of your association, you are a real estate broker, you are also a founder of a nonprofit called Tidy and Tie. And yeah. we're gonna we're gonna hear about all of it, right? Yeah. All of it. All the things are on the table, and I'm pretty sure you are a person that will talk about everything because yeah. I've already talked to you, and I love it. And you have great energy, and we're going to have some fun today. Definitely. So I want to kick off, like all my shows, I like to kick off with just some warm-up some warm up questions. I know you need a warm-up. Probably not, but we're going to do it anyways. All right. So my first question. In building community in your life, what are the key things that you do, whether it's personal or professional, to build community? You know what, to build community for me is building relationships. I'm the connector piece in the community. I'm the person, if Evan needs his house painted, then I know somebody who has a painting business. I'm the person who brings everybody together. And I think that's important in community because that's what community is all about, the relationships that we have with each other. So I would say my role in building community is always the connector piece. So even like you, Evan, that's why I think I started my podcast is just to use my platform to connect people. And that's my way of building community, even though it's not just in Arkansas, not just within the multifamily industry, but it's building community with people and just connecting people here and there. No, that's great. I love doing similar stuff. I just do it a little more muted. I'm a more laid back guy. I'm over here. I do my best to bring my energy up. I used to be way more chill on these calls, but I've gotten so comfortable mm -hmm. that I, I'm bringing a little more energy. So you, well, you see my energy is already there. And this starts at like, as soon as I wake up in the morning. But now if you catch me at seven o'clock at night, totally different me. I'm like, hey, Evan, I don't have any energy after that. About 3.30-ish, yeah, it starts to dwindle down. So this is me during the daytime. Yeah, yeah. Everybody kind of runs out of energy at some point. Yep. It's just bound to happen. All right, thank you for answering that question. Next question is, if you were to have somebody over for dinner, tying in community, what would you make for them? Oh, if I had somebody over for dinner, actually... I wouldn't make anything for them. I would have my husband cook. So <laughs> You're the second person that said that. <laughs> everybody that knows us knows that my husband is a grill master, like ribs and brisket and pulled chicken and pork, anything that comes off of a grill, he's a master at it. So what I probably would be doing with Michelle Obama is having wine, having <laughs> some cheese, entertaining her that way. I would be showing her the clothes in my closet because her style is fabulous. So we probably would be talking about clothes. Steve probably would be in the kitchen cooking for us. Okay. All right. You and Michelle. Got it. Me and Michelle. I want to see the pictures, first of all. Yes. Me and <laughs> Shelly, we're probably about the same height, same skin color, same cuteness. I think it would be cute. We would make some cute okay. pictures. 
All right. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, it'd be awesome. It would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. And then my final question before we get into it. If you were going to have the perfect cup of coffee, what would it be? Oh, so every morning I'm a creature of habit. Now I have a Keurig, so I've cut down on it a little bit. But I go into Starbucks, no matter what city and state that I'm in, I order a Grande Pike, three pumps of peppermint syrup, cream on the side. Something about the peppermint, when you smell the coffee and the peppermint's in there, it just opens you up. And that first cup, it says, yeah, I'm real simple with my coffee, but I get the same thing every single day. So you get that on the side? I get the cream on the side because okay. I have to monitor. I have to stir it in. I like my coffee shaken and not stirred. So I put a little bit in. I shake it back and forth because you got to get all the ingredients to mix up to get that perfect blend that makes you say, mmm. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll have to try it that way. I want yeah. the cream on the side, peppermint in there. But I want my own cup because you can't be shaking up Starbucks. Yes, yeah, they need to give you two cups and then you shake it back and forth, get it shaken up really good. And usually I get a venti cup for a grande cup of coffee because I need that room. You got to have the extra room. Yes. You don't want to get so, room in your grande cup because then you're really just getting a tall cup of coffee. This is true. You. It sounds like you need to start a coffee bar, like literally, and start doing like cocky, coffee cocktails. Okay, so then shake. when is my husband and my kids gonna see me? Because I already got he's standing at the window right now trying to tell me he's leaving. Okay. He's telling me our baby is sleeping, he's leaving. Okay, I'm on a podcast. I they don't respect what I got going on. Hey, this is just real life. This is live. This, this is, is yes. You can't fake this. This is real life right here, people. No. So this is why we do it live because this is authentic. This is real Ty. This is real Evan. There's yeah. no editing here. You're getting what you're getting what you paid for. This is it. Yeah. This is it. Ty, thank you for answering all those questions. Now that we've had a little fun, we've really broken that ice because you needed that. We can jump right into who you are as a person. Because I know a lot of the people on the in the audience, they know you, but there's obviously people that are gonna jump on that don't. And I yeah. would love for them to get to know you a little more. So how did you get into this crazy industry? Tell us your story. So I was look, I was moving to Memphis. I live in Little Rock, Arkansas, moving to Memphis to work for Regions Corporate Building. And I was looking for an apartment. Walked into an office, started talking to the assistant manager. And I was like, this seems like a really cool place to work. She said, we're hiring for a leasing professional. I was like, what do they do? And she told me what a leasing professional did. And mind you, my background was always in customer service, but just not face-to-face. -face. She told me what they did. The regional manager happened to come in. Guys, it is this easy in multifamily. The regional manager comes in, and I end up introducing myself and talking to him. Interviews me on a Thursday. Monday, I was working. Six months later, I was an assistant manager. Went from that to property manager, stayed on the property manager side, went from that to supplier partner. Michelle Childers, they discovered me on site with Apartment Finder, brought me, by then I had moved back to Little Rock, let's throw that in. So Memphis, Little Rock, they find me in Little Rock at a luxury property on site and offer me the job to be the publisher of Apartment Finder back in Memphis. So I moved back to Memphis, become the publisher over Finder. Three years later, co-star buys Finder out. 
start traveling and then something happens to me guys i get married so now there's a husband in the mix right so now i can't just work 24 7 like i was used to doing and my husband was in little rock so that brought me back to little rock came back on site for a while then rent path came the hiring manager here had been my competitor in memphis very smart girl she was looking for me she was like, hey, she used to be my competition, but now she can be on my team. So shout out to Anna Little if she's out there anywhere. Anna found me here, put me back on her team with RentPath, brought me back to the supplier side. And right before COVID happened, the AE position in Arkansas became available. So this is 17 years of history that I just ran through in three minutes. But 17 years in this industry, been in this current position as the AE for Arkansas for four years. Real estate broker with Plush Homes. Today is actually my one-year anniversary as yeah. a broker. Yeah, so five years in real estate, been a broker for one year. And then Ty Jackson Enterprise, that's my LLC. So I created that because I went to AFT last year, became advanced facilitator through NAAEI. And so now I develop a lot of classes, I travel and teach, so that's under that umbrella. And then also, like you said, I have my nonprofit, Tidy and Tie. So maybe some people, a lot of people out there in the industry do know because I adopted Tidy while I was in the industry real heavy, but adopted Tidy, he's my cousin. He was seven months and he was in the Arkansas foster care system. But when I got him, what I realized is he had been wearing two little shoes. And from a relationship with a friend here that's a judge, she was like, oh, Todd, that's normal. Because a lot of kids, when they leave in foster care, this is at night when things happen, emergencies, and we're leaving out of the house with no shoes on sometimes. And so we created out of the need for that. Two years ago, we created Tidy and Tie and been running with that ever since. So I know now we all need a nap. That's fantastic, the work you're doing with that. And... It's amazing when we get exposure to things. Foster care, you didn't have any exposure to that necessarily probably beforehand. And no. you didn't know about this need that's so common. And that's so great that you said, this is a thing everywhere. So yeah. let's- Evan, let's I didn't even know about thing. kids before then. I don't even biologically have any children. Okay. He was my first experience with even being a mom and my love for fashion. So this is one of the things that people out there do know about me. Todd loves fashion, okay? I exude fat, I got my dressmaker back here. I've been working on some clothes, okay. <laughs> but my love for shoes, because when I think about shoes that hurt my feet, I have dozens of pairs of shoes. I can throw them in the back of the closet and never wear them again. And I was like, what if I only had one pair of shoes though? Yeah, so we're talking about feet hurting and now this is affecting everything that's going on with you. So really from that, I was like, we gotta do something. We gotta make a change. Ty, I will say this. Talking to you makes me say, I need to step my game up <laughs> because when I'm done with work, I'm just like, all right, now what are we doing? But Evan, sometimes you're, when you're I'm done with it. work, I want to be like that though. No, I envy you when I'm done with, I want, I'm like, I want to just get off work and just watch TV and chill. Why does God want me to be so amazing? Hey, we can't have, there can't be a bazillion ties out there. We gotta have, everybody's gotta be a little bit unique and it just so happens you are the epitome of unique and awesome. So 
Thank you. Some would say you're a boss, right? That's why you're yeah. on the Boss Talk show. That's why I'm on Boss Talk with Evan, because I'm a boss. Right. You are a boss. Yep. You could be probably a poster person for the show, because you are a boss for sure. You heard it first. You heard it first here on Boss Talk. She is yep. a boss. Yeah. No, there's no denying it. And it, you can't have somebody like Ty on the show and not have some fun and just have an enjoyable conversations but uh, ty thank you for starting off with just a little history about yourself as you stated you have a gamut of things that you went through when it came to your uh, journey in the industry so many people get stuck on one side or the other but you were like eh, leasing supplier side back to leasing real estate is there any i want to hear from you something for other people to learn from that experience because i think some people get really afraid to make a change or to go to the other side of things or try something new and you're just jumping in so like how is it that you're able to do that is there any fear involved in these moves or are you just like moving so fast you don't even think about that <laughs> now you know what evan there is always fear involved and i want people to know that i exude confidence and come across as if like she's got it all together she's not scared there's always going to be fear involved when you're taking a leap of faith and when you're going to the next level so if, I, if it does not scare me, it's probably not for me, to be honest with you. As big as I know that God intends for me to be in, be in life, I'm going to have to be uncomfortable at times to grow through that. And had I not taken all of the steps that I took from leasing to assistant to supplier, partner to property manager, I wouldn't be the person that I am as the AE. So being the AE, I've sat in every seat. And so it, I'm able to speak the lingo to everybody. I'm able to understand what is needed on site because I know that if they don't have the Blue Moon lease, that can start a horrible day on site. I know that if the suppliers don't get the exposure that they need, it's harder for them to go to the boss or the money man and say, hey, we need to sponsor this. So being that person, but it's all of those jobs that made me sit in the seat that I'm in today. And just to go a little bit deeper with you, yesterday, Day, I interviewed Monica Frazier and she's in PAA. And one of the conversations that we had talked about in this industry, just being a black woman to get ahead, because I've been in the industry for so long, we're just now talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. But to get ahead, I had to move around. I couldn't be rigid in my thinking. I had to be flexible. There's times that I took a demotion. I started at a tax credit property and in order to get to luxury, I had to step back from being a property manager to become an assistant manager again, but I saw the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes it's just about seeing the bigger picture. It's about carving out a path for you that might not be a straight line, but it can get you to the ultimate goal. Being on the supplier side and coming out from being on site, you got to think about that. That allows you to go to every property around. It allows you to see what's out there. And now you can have the relationship with people where you're not interviewing for the job, but now you're just a friend. Friends find out more. So I think if you want to move around, my best advice in this industry, and I said it last night on my podcast, if you've been sitting on your site as a property manager for 10 years and you're happy with it, hey, we support you. Right. But if you're sitting there and you're like, hey, I want to know, how can I get off of this side? How can I move around? Sometimes it's okay to take a step back, to take a leap forward. You might have to go to another property or that management company you want to get in with and take that assistant manager position. And it's what time I've been a property manager for three years now. 
oh, that's okay. Step back to be that assistant manager, work your way up at that new development, and you will never have to go back again to tax credit or to the D-class property. You will always work in luxury. So it's just, it's about playing chess and not checkers. And unfortunately, I have to say that, but for my experience in this industry, that's exactly what I've had to do to get to where I'm at today. Yeah, and that's fantastic advice in general, honestly, because... I think so often we let our pride get the best of us and we're like, there's no way I'm going to go backwards or there's no way I'm going to take that job. But if you really look at it from the standpoint you have of a bigger picture of where you want to go and you know that by doing this, it gets me there, then you are, you're not taking a step back necessarily. If anything, right. you're learning more. If, it, if you want to look at it more as uh, now I have more tools in my tool belt and I'm more dangerous. There you go. I'm more of an asset. And once you become more of an asset, now we're talking about knowing your value. That's a whole nother conversation when somebody is talking about what salary you require when you know your value and what you bring to the table. Because, honey, when they ask me how much it's going to take to get me, they already know. Hey, that's good. There's a lot of people that struggle with that. Me included. Like I always, when it comes to salary conversations, I'm just like, me too. <laughs> I've always struggled with it, but when you become an entrepreneur and it's time to start eating off of your salary, it, it becomes a different conversation. And I think even when I'm teaching classes and facilitating, what I know from being a leasing professional, assistant manager, property manager, and supplier partner, it cannot be taught in a book. It cannot be taught through any virtual classes that they sit down to take. So I know the value that I bring to a management company when I'm speaking to their employees. So it's just about knowing your value. No, that's really good. I hope everybody's listening right now because when it comes to this industry, I see it in the different groups on Facebook. One of them we stream into. So many people are getting into a, I feel like they get really stuck and they get really burnt out. Mm -hmm. Kendra, briefly about mental health. That's a real thing yeah. for sure. But at the same time, we get stuck in this mindset of I've only done this one job. That's the only job I can do. But you've proven and others have too, that you don't have to even stay on the property management side. You can go to the supplier side. You can go back to the property management side. You can go mm -hmm. to the association level. There's many options when it comes to the, this industry. and Sometimes I feel like we think that they're at odds with one another, but really it's all the same big, huge family. I think the suppliers are supporting. So, yeah, it's all one huge industry. And I think supporting your local apartment association will help you see what opportunities are out there. When right. I first started in the industry, the management company I worked for wasn't heavily involved. So I didn't know. I wasn't exposed to all the jobs that were out there as I probably would have did something else longer, a long time ago. But I just yeah. didn't know. But now that I sit in this role for the apartment association, I encourage everybody. I'm like, come out meet people because this industry is like no other it is relationship based because your leasing agent will be the regional manager one day she will be the ae one day and if you start those relationships from the ground up that's how i have gotten to a point in this industry where i'm invited to jobs now i'm approached about positions now but it's because of the relationships and because me just putting myself out there to people yeah yeah, it, and it's 100% true, and it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. You, 
everybody's capable of these things. I'm an introvert. A lot of people are surprised by that usually because they think introverts are huddled in a corner, not talking to humans, <laughs> but I really love people. I just, I get tired. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but you, tell, you know what? This is going to surprise you and knock your socks off. I'm an introvert also. I, I'm, once I'm done with this and I'm done with working and stuff, I don't have company at my house. My people know don't call me in the evening time. I don't go visit nobody. Like, I'll be glad when my husband and my baby go out for ice cream. I'm like, <laughs> leave me alone. I just want to chill and I just want to decompress and do me. So I, when I put on, when I'm off, I'm totally off. Yeah. And you have to, like, if you're going to, if you're going to put out that much energy, it's like, all right, now it's time to recharge, plug me into the wall. <laughs> yeah. That's when I watch all my drama field TV shows and I catch up on everything. That's where I get all my drama from. Oh, that's funny. I have a question for you. Being that you've had the varied experience across both sides, and then you're sitting in a position with the Arkansas Apartment Association that you are. When it comes to the supplier side, because that's the part I'm on, you talked about like having a different perspective and is there things that you feel like you bring to the table and even have done within your organization to maybe make it so that suppliers are more, I don't even know what the word is, not less looked at as just a sponsor. <laughs> and I don't know how to say it. It's not saying that Wumfa only views me as a sponsor, but. At the same time, like, how do you view it differently, maybe, than maybe other associations? I think I'm better at explaining to the association, one, that we're a nonprofit, and two, that our money <laughs> comes from the partnership of the suppliers. So yeah. when the supplier is not just at the luncheon, but come to see you on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday at your office, talk to them. Develop that relationship. Who knows who's hiring first? The suppliers, they go. So I think what I try to do is show the value of the suppliers. I try to show the value of that relationship. But then also I'm at the check-in table at the luncheons. And when a new supplier walks in, I'm like, hey, Evan, who you been trying to get a contract with? Who you don't know? I've been looking for Shatoria. She's about to start with Ram. Boom, boom. She is, if she's out there, that's my home girl. But she's about to start a new position with Ram as a regional manager. So then I'm going to go over there and be like, hey, Shatoria, this is Evan. He's one of our new supplier partners. Could you give him a few minutes of your time? And I have enough of a relationship with the property people to be able to do that. And it's, oh, yeah, hey, Evan. Even if you're not able to pitch your product right then, guess what? you've met her and now tuesday when you show up at the office oh that's evan send him on back i'll talk to him and what i try to show the suppliers is stop saying the decision makers are not going to be there the decision maker is not just the regional manager your decision maker is your it could be your leasing professional depending on what your product is yeah and if it's not the leasing professional, she's the gatekeeper and just as well as I do. Today you will come in, she's the leasing professional, you will come in two months later and that girl is the property manager. That's true, 100%. I'm still waiting to see some suppliers that didn't want to talk to me when I was a leasing professional. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. No, that's really good. Honestly, I feel like that could be, I don't know how you package that, but that could be something that you help 
associations in general kind of think about is like them being a bridge between the worlds and helping them. I throw around the ideas that that the association almost should act as a mini marketing company for the suppliers on behalf of them and helping bring the two together, but not in a salesy way, more of a showing the value of these suppliers and working on their behalf. I I agree with you because I think that just like a property manager, she looks at the budget and the financials. So sometimes the assistant and the leasing, they don't understand that because they're not looking at the money. I'm looking at the money for the association. So Mm -hmm. looking at the financial piece, I see what we're spending and I see what we need to come in. So I understand the value of the partnership with the suppliers. I understand the sponsorship, but because I've been a supplier, I understand those budgeting dollars and that we got to put them in places that make sense too. So I think just understanding everybody's role in it, a lot of people always tell me like, Ty, you were meant for that job. You were made for it. And that's why, because I've sat in every seat so I can empathize with everybody. Yeah, that's fantastic. I'm pretty active in our local association. In fact, I was there yesterday. I worked from our office because... I was going to go to a meeting. It got canceled. And I was just like, all right, I'm just going to stay here the rest of the time. I've built a decent relationship with people within our association, and it's been really great. So anybody that is a supplier slash any side, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, and that's really what Boss Talks is about, is to bring humanity and showcase who we are as people and show us that, yeah, I have a product to sell, but I'm not scary. I'm just Evan. I'm just, but you know what, Evan, it's good that you said that because one of the things, so I have this class that I created called relationship selling, and I was just able to teach this class to Kansas city. I'm just a person. So when we're having those events that are after hour and everybody is drinking and hanging, that property manager is just a person. Leasing is just a person supplier. Don't talk about business, be a person. The business will come. If I get to know Evan as Ty and Evan and you're a trusted source and I like Evan, then now whatever Evan is selling. And that's how I did when I was in Finder. And my first year, I made Rookie of the Year with Apartment Finder in Memphis. And I that was a market that I didn't know anybody when I went into that market. But I went around and Michelle and Marsha Bollinger still with Apartments.com right now. The thing that she taught us was out relationship to competition. So I just went around and I formed relationships with everybody and girls were like, Ty, you're like my friend. I told my regional, just sign up for her product so she can come in once a month and talk to me. (laughs) Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. That's fun. People buy from people. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I've seen people do little polls on like LinkedIn and just talking about referral is like bar none, the biggest way anybody finds their supplier. We, it's funny, we spend all this money on these events and doing all these conferences and NAA and all this stuff. And at the end of yep. the day, what is the influence on somebody using a product? Their friend. Other people's words. Yep. Other people's words really matter. That's one of the things you'll know. Like when I facilitate a class, I'm always going to get try to get three people to give me a virtual review about it because I can say I'm great all day. But if Evan took my class and he agrees and now his network is okay, Evan wouldn't vouch for somebody that's really not good because he's a trusted source. So other people's words is really what matters at the end of the day. It's like, all right, 
maybe we should change how we do all this then. <laughs> right. Maybe we should just pay people instead of pay over here. Yeah. And I'll talk about you all day. There's the whole influencer <laughs> world, right? Like social yeah. media and it, it is, I haven't seen it done to a degree. I'm interested in it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how do we, how would we implement that? What is having a friend that let's say Sprite is their favorite soda and they're mm -hmm. like, oh my God, Evan, when I drink it, it just goes down my throat so cool and it fizzles in the back. And at that moment, you're like, I want a Sprite. You should have did a commercial for them. We do it all the time to friends. If you saw that product so good, you should, they should pay you. We yeah. care about what other people say about products. Especially if they had a good experience, because usually it's nor it's going to be an authentic reaction or emotions exactly it's, it's not fake they're not acting this is right they're not putting on yeah whereas like, paying for something or talking to a sales rep of course i love my product exactly <laughs> and that's why you want to get other people and other people words matter so suppliers that are out there that are listening if you have some properties and you are their favorite carpet guy when you stop over there next week, get them to do a quick video on your phone. You don't have to be as technology savvy as Evan and I and have a stream yard. Just mm -hmm. do it from your phone and post it to your social media. Yep. And actually that's something I'm working through is that exact idea. We have a good handle on some customers here in this region. This is where we started. And I just need to be visiting my customers and talking to them, getting them on that's video. It. Yep. Yeah. You got so, it. If you're in Seattle, I'm coming for you. Just so you know, just be ready. Put on your lip. Get ready. That's right. Because Evan is going to be showing up and he's asking for video. That's right. Yep. Other people's words definitely matter. And other people's platforms. That's why I'm on here today. Yeah, exactly. Yep. yep. And hopefully in the future, I'll be jumping on your show because I would love to chat with you more. Yeah, definitely, because I was about to start asking you some questions about what you do as a supplier, but I'm like, no, we're going to say that. This is my time. This is your time. This is your time. And uh, she, she, she wants some Sprite now because you sold that so well. So I guess Sprite needs to start dropping some money in your pocket because... Because I saw that. So you know what? <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Ashia's name. Because one of the things that I would like to share while I'm on your platform is the collective that I'm a part of called Melanin yeah. and Multifamily. This was started by Monica Frazier. I don't know what you would technically call the OGs of the group. So like me, Ashia Shepard, Monique Edwards, and Dana Duckworth. So we're like our board of directors. I'm going to put that out there in the atmosphere today. But Melanin and Multifamily is a collective of melanated people. So not just, and we talked about this last night, it's not just black people, it's melanated people. There's a lot of people out there that are multicultural and we just want everybody to know that they have a safe space. And so this is the group, if you see us, you're gonna see us at Advocate, Apartmentalize, and AOD, and a lot of us on social media. So just wanted to put that plug out there. And if you're a person that wants to be an ally of Melanin and Multifamily, just what we post, share it, and then we will be putting out some other opportunities out there for people to be allies with us. Okay, that's awesome. So are there specific things that you guys are doing? Do you have any pages that you want to share, whether it's social media pages, websites, or anything like that? We do. And because I'm not 
Since sure that I'm going to say it all correctly, I'm not going to call okay. out any of it, but it is shared. I was shared on my LinkedIn, but Melanin in Multifamily, I know that it's on. She has a LinkedIn page. We have a Facebook page. And I want to say Melanin in Multifamily.org is the website, but definitely Google it. We have a landing page. So okay. go out there and share it. But we have conversations. We have monthly meetups with topics that we talk about and just trying to encourage each other in help each other get through this industry and reach the goals and just support each other. It's always good to have support. And you obviously are a great example of somebody that is a trailblazer and you took your chair and you just put it at every table. Yep. You know what I did? Like, I created gonna, the table. Yeah, you created a I table. created the table, Evan. It was nobody was giving me a seat. So you don't gotta wait, right? No, don't. Yeah, exactly. And, and I that's think that's one of the things that we do. We wait until somebody says, Evan, you're a podcast host. They're like, no, I'm a podcast host. I'm podcasting now. Oh, you don't have to wait. You, let me tell you, this started off haphazardly. I was like, I'm going to just do an Instagram live. I'm, And if people don't see it, that's fine. That's okay. And then it got really challenging. And then I jumped on LinkedIn and I was like, oh goodness, now people will see it. What am I going to do? I'm going to look, I'm going to act a fool. I'm going to look like a, just an idiot. This is going to be a thing. And uh, you just get over it. You get over yeah. your pride and you just get, nor you just, I don't, I've said all kinds of, who knows what I've said today. So it is what it is. <laughs> but look at it now, and you're highly sought after. People are looking to be on Boss Talk. I was even like, I'm going to be on TV today. I'm going to be on Boss Talk. I'm, Mama, I made it. Like, that's how I was feeling. So, no, you're doing a great job. I appreciate that. I do. Th I feel like I've come a long way. And it's funny, but my, par my parents, actually, my parents do ask about it. That's funny. They do. They are supportive people. I appreciate them. But my kids, they used to joke, and I've said this before, you know, the commercial, what is it? It's one of the insurance companies. They have mayhem or whatever. Yeah. And he's like on the side of the road and he's talking about how he has tens and tens of views because he, he's like doing something on Instagram or whatever. My kids give me so much crap about having tens and tens of views. <laughs> Keeping you humble. Talk about the children, your kids bringing you down oh, very much i have a five-year-old so he definitely is super honest and uh -huh. keeps me very humble so when you say what would i cook for somebody he says mama this food is disgusting <laughs> yeah yeah everybody his name is titus but we call him tidy and everybody knows he has a firecracker little mouth on him i know he's not your direct blood but he mm -hmm. is your blood. yeah uh, but he, it sounds like he's learning from you <laughs> yes he it, you know what i'm telling you this was in him, Evan. This, I know people say, where do you think he got it from? He's sassy just like you. I'm like, no, whatever was in him, this was in him. Like okay. already, I did not do this to him. The way that he talks and how mature he is and the things that he says, I'm just like, at five, where did this come from? Oh, thank you so much, Dana. Dana put our melanin in multifamily. They see, I told you, I'm like .org. Yeah, but you put the website out there. So anybody that is looking to be an ally or looking for a safe space of collectives to join, melanin multifamily is definitely the group for you. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing that, Dana. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's beautiful. 
Is there anything else, Ty, that we need to know about you, about your personal life? If you want to go there. I mean, we, I love that you shared what you're doing with your nonprofit and all the different things that you got going on professionally, which is quite the list. We just learned that you're a fashion designer as well. Throw that yeah. out there. <laughs> I am, and I'm getting ready for Designer's Choice. So Designer's Choice is one of the biggest fashion shows in the state of Arkansas. Our children's line is going to walk the runway on April the 1st. And if I shift my camera a little bit behind me over here, you will see my rack back there with some of my clothes and stuff. So I, I steady have clothes coming in and we're getting ready. But Evan, when I tell you we got some heat, it is going to be some fire. And another thing I'm not sure if everybody saw that I just came back from the Bahamas with the activation group. Now I am a global speaker was able nice. to speak at a youth retreat in the Bahamas. So that was a life-changing experience. So Wonderful. I think the thing that I just want to make sure that people know that facilitating is my passion though. Teaching and developing leaders in this industry because of where I came from and where I'm going. So if you are looking for a facilitator for 2023 to give an experience, not mm -hmm. just a class, but I'm talking about a, an experience because I inspire, I motivate, and I teach. But if you're looking for an experience, then book with Ty Jackson. So tyjacksonconsultant.com. You guys know me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Y'all can call Evan. He got my email. Whatever you need to do right. to get in touch with me. I'm yep. here. Book me. I'm willing and I'm hungry. This is my Jordan year. I love it. Yep. I, hope, I hope I'm I hope I'm one of the springboards. Let's just do this. Yes, let's just do this. Other than that, though, Evan, I'm married. I've been married for nine years. I enjoy that. Enjoy being a mom, traveling a lot. I think one of the things I would like to say, though, to all the women that's out there that are working moms that have little bitty kids that have to travel, be easy on yourself, mama. I remember working for Michelle Childers when her kids were still in junior high school and high school, and she took them to New York one time. And I was like, oh, my God, Michelle, that is so amazing. And she was like, Ty, I work all the time, though. And I'm at a point in my career where I'm starting to feel that, too. So if you're out there and you're working in this industry, create something for you. Love what you do. You're spending a lot of time doing it. Take the time out. When my biggest win one week, Melissa D. White is my coach. If you're looking to be coach, Melissa D. White. But when my win was reading a book to my baby, I knew that something had to change. So I'm just in that, I'm in that bubble. And if you're in that bubble too, I'm 41 years old where you're in your career and you have so much stuff going on. Still do the things that you want to do, but just make it work for you and make sure that you're making it work for your family also. That is true. And I've, I'm learning along the way, the same stuff. It's hard. But if there's anybody, but if there's anybody early on in their life, career, marriage, children, listen to us old folk. <laughs> right. And if you're not married and don't got no kids, don't talk to them at the, keep going. <laughs> yes. Cause it changes. <laughs> Yes, it does. It does change. So it's all worthwhile. But that's one of the things I love about this industry, too, that children and families are welcome. I mean, I work with this lady, Lisa, at Finder, and her husband is Bubba. I know Bubba. I feel I know Michelle's kids. This is that industry that the multifamily industry really is family. 
We know each other. We know each other's children. Even if we've never seen each other's children before, you talk about them, you see the pictures. And so it's a one of a kind industry. So if you're looking for somewhere to work and you're, you're tired of just having a job and you want a career, the multifamily industry is the place to be. Like I said, so many options. You can start yeah. one place, go another. Just got to be like Ty and see the big picture. And sometimes roads aren't straight. No. You just gotta, you just gotta be willing. Uh, my, my road ain't straight, man. It's uh, windy, it's curvy, hilly. All over the place. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs> yes, mine too. Definitely. But you got, yeah, but no, that's me in a nutshell. That's boss tie. Thank you so much for being here. I'm glad that we made this happen. I'm glad for everyone that was patient and stuck with us and joined us even still. It's much appreciated. I know Ty appreciates it. And I think that we're going to call it a show, but I so appreciate the time with you. And I hope to do this again with you, whether it's here or me on your show. I yeah. would love to support you in any way I can when it comes to that as well. Check her out. She has a show called, wait. Talking with Ty. Yeah, so Talking with Ty is my podcast. This is a lifestyle channel. We come on every other Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. LinkedIn, YouTube, Talking with Ty, and also on Facebook. I am not all the way booked up like Evan is. So if he does not have a date open for you and you still are itching to get your story out there, I'm your girl. All right. Yeah. Hit up Ty for sure. I'm all about it. Share the love. Next, because next time with me is Vanessa Grayson, and that is going to be next Tuesday. And Vanessa is out of Kansas City, and she's huge oh, in the multifamily industry. Also, oh, you have I Vanessa have... on. Yes. Oh, heck yes, yes I have. Yes, she's so she's next up with me, and then after that, soon you guys will be seeing Evan. We're talking with Ty also, so stay tuned. Yes, heck yeah, I'll be there. Just let me know when. Yes, sir. All right, all right. This has been a great episode of Boss Talks. Episode 33, our guest here, Ty Jackson. She's the executive life of life. She's got it all down. She's got it. She's not perfect, but she's doing her best in everything. A little and, perfect. Uh, she's a little perfect. <laughs> hey, you got to own what you she's own. Striving. Right? <laughs> she's striving. Yeah. But just like Ty jumped in and so many others have as well, you too can be on Boss Talks, be the boss of the week. And I would love to meet you. And just like Kendra is going to jump on with me in a future episode, you too can. And this has been Boss Talks next Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You got it, Ty, from now on. Not 2 p.m., 12. 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Jump in participate. You've been a great guest and we've had some great people in the audience as well. Thank you for your participation and hope to have you on a future show. Thank you so much, Evan. And I look forward to meeting you.